You're listening to the Static Podcast on Static and Distortion. Brighter than all of the cats that got on glow. Laying the cut like they not going no. Cause if I gotta make a move, dog, they not going no. This dorm all private, this is not faux show. It's most deaf what you call real faux show. Is they what you call gangster? Hell no. They get a little pinch and go snitch to the pole. They all talk fast and they all think slow. I'm most definite, not think so. Flood your city with the black ink flow. And my crew ain't scared to let them things go. So stop with the nonsense like he conscious. I'm just a wake Hey, everyone. This is Robert for the Static and Distortion podcast. Uh, anybody else want to chime in here? No. No. <laughs> I don't, okay. I know John and I mentioned that we'd been drinking. And you're drinking something very heavy. And I polished off the better part of a bottle of wine. Coop, what are you drinking anything? No, I'm just eating. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just drunk on I'm, nachos. I'm right. drunk on food. <laughs> drunk so, on life. Yeah. Life. I was oh. going to open a couple beers, but I got really hung over last weekend, so I was just like, I don't feel like drinking tonight. Like the kind of hungover where you don't want to drink for like a month? Like the kind of hungover where like at nine o'clock at night, the next night, I was still like, "What the fuck did I do?" I haven't been that drunk in years, dude. Here's the thing: I only had like seven beers the night before. <laughs> you're well, hey, everybody! Me. I'm John. Just kidding. <laughs> and I'm Jason. And you're listening to the Static Podcast, um, and our drinking stories. And someone's eating nachos. I'm, I'm eating triscuits. Oh, I thought it was Jason eating nachos again. No, I put them away. <laughs> I'm eating leftover pizza, drinking hard liquor, and we're going to talk about most stuff. Mighty most represent Brooklyn. Yasin Bay. This show needs more hip hop. It does. We, it really we, does. <laughs> what have we done? We've done The Roots and Kanye's 10th anniversary of College Dropout, right? And that's it. That's it. That was my window. I didn't think it would be that loud. It sounded like a car chase, like cre- screeching to a halt. All right, wait, hold on. Here we go. There we go. <laughs> Freeze! <laughs> I'm trying I, uh, to tell y'all it's sabotage. There's, um, I remember what website it was on. I think it was on, like, the Skateboard Mag or whatever it is. But Michael Rappaport, the actor, was taking some writer and photographer through New York to his favorite skate spots. And they were cutting down an alley. And he's like, hey, do you guys recognize this alley? And they're like, no, what is it? And he goes, this is from the movie, the Al Pacino Pacino movie, Superco. And he hides behind like a shed and he hops out and he's like, I'm a cop. I'm a cop. And then it intercuts with scenes from the actual movie of Al Pacino doing the same thing. That's what I thought of when you guys said it was a car chase. Well, because it ends with like the thunk of the window (laughs) closing. So it's like they just hit something, probably a pedestrian. I don't know. Somebody's Whatever dead. it is, is dead. 
Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we're we're gonna talk about most stuff. We don't do enough hip hop on this show, and and I think everybody in this room, virtual room, um, is uh, a hip hop head. So you wouldn't think that by our musical choices. No, no. Like I listen to a lot of hip hop. I, I curated a list on my at my old job. We had Hip Hop Wednesday. Hip Hop Wednesday. I remember Hip Hop Wednesday. And I curated the list as we as we named songs and and kept the Spotify list going. And then we even I even tried to translate that to our Static and Distortion blog for a while till I got lazy and quit doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we love some hip hop, old school, new school. I've been listening to a lot of Young Chop lately. Young Chop on the beat. <laughs> Young Chop on Doesn't the Doesn't he beat. start every song like that? Young Chop on the Beat. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Some annoying kid that's probably, I don't know, his niece or something. But Yeah, you whatever. texted me like, like 10, 30, 11 o'clock last night. I'm watching the Bourne Ultimatum, I think, with my wife. And then all of a sudden I just, like, fuck this movie. We're talking about Young Chop. And I just paid attention to my phone for like 15 minutes. Although... That was my the the new his new songs the only one I'm really familiar with and I listen to some of the other stuff I'm like meh it's it's a beat he's supposed to be this beat wizard that Freddie Gibbs song is good the Freddie Gibbs song is good yes. but that's also Freddie Gibbs it is yeah I mean there's there's some presence there from from the artist that I was probably mm-hmm. reacting to as yeah. well so I don't anyhow. have um, an instrument within reach. Oh, hold up. I could, well, Jason, you probably have yours. Jason? Jason. He just sent, guys, I'm done. <laughs> I think he fell asleep. <laughs> He's, Jason, out. <laughs> All right, well... Jason, out. Let me grab my guitar. We can do some music news. Do you have some music news? Um, not really. Um... Yeah, we can keep the hip-hop. I got this. I have enough, I think, to cover us both. Okay. So, all right. Um, entertain the, the audience for a moment. You guys want to hear me eat Triscuits? It's, it's really good. Um, it's going to be the best show ever. Yeah, we're down a man, and we're both pretty tipsy. This is going to be interesting. But we are talking about artists that we both love, so that'll also be cool. I wonder if he's actually done. Did he leave? Yeah, he left. It's just All you right. and me now. It's just you and me. That ends up being the case more often than not. It's just you and me. Should just rename it the John and Robert Comedy Hour. Um. So for hold on for some background, I just started following Shen on Instagram. So if we're gonna rename the show, it's gonna be the Robot and Sean Show. That's yes, a, that's an old Instagram joke. I forgot joke. about Robot and Sean. <laughs> All right, hey everybody, it's time for the news. Don't get fancy. Up your game, man. <laughs> you uh, one note. <laughs> All right, so um, I've got a couple. I've got a plethora of right. music news for this. Don't week. do it, so, then. Let me start with mine because I only have one. Okay. BET Awards just happened. We're yeah. keep it hip hop. So the only reason, hold on, I should really swallow this Triscuit before I talk, shouldn't I? 
Trish gets like the worst thing to eat <laughs> when you're on on the air. Well, it's like it's like dry and, and it's very flaky loud and crunchy, and you're just going to town on that stuff, man. They're delicious. I have two boxes. I have um, balsamic vinegar and basil, basil, and I also have uh, cracked pepper and olive oil. Very good. The cracked pepper and olive oil ones are good. I usually just stick with the the, the classic Trisket. You know the the, the the regular. Do you put cheese on it? Oh, always cheese and pepperoni. Hummus is really good. I have not tried that with hummus, but that, I usually do pita chips with hummus. Oh, I love pita chips and hummus. But this is a music podcast. <laughs> yeah, we'll do our food one later. Um, the only reason you should watch the BET Awards is for the ciphers. And all the ciphers are online. I highly recommend going and checking them out. Past years have had amazing ciphers. This year, in my opinion, a little lackluster. There are three ciphers I recommend people checking out. First one, Death Squad, which is uh, Keith Murray, Eric Sermon, and Redman. Uh, Redman is slept on a lot. Dude is amazing and by far and away delivers probably the best cipher verse out of everyone. Next one is uh, Up and Comers. A couple of these people were on the freshman list from BET. Or no, from XXL, excuse me. Uh, Vince Staples, Rory, Casey Veggies. Um, King Mos, King Mess, excuse me, or King Mez, and there's one more. Oh, uh, J Doe, and then the last one is the Sprite Cipher, and there's uh, Tink and Jackie Spade on there, and there's one other dude, but I can't remember his name. Go check those ciphers out; they're gonna be worth your time. They're really good. That's all I have to say. Now back to you, John. <laughs> now back to you. I'm going to mute myself and then eat the Trisket. Uh, and then I'm going to call on you to respond. You know that, right? <laughs> so um, over the weekend, St. Vincent was working at her sister and brother-in-law's taqueria in, in Texas. <laughs> Just, Did she you know, have a wait- special taco? or She was waitressing. Oh, okay, cool. So, you know, refilling napkin containers and, you know, taking orders and, and whatnot. But then apparently she created some controversy afterwards when, um, what did she say? Um, you know, in the debate tacos versus burritos, she basically just crapped all over tacos and said burritos where it, where it's, um, you know where it is or something like that or no i think i have it backwards yeah she likes tacos doesn't like burritos i said it totally wrong um and then she issued a twitter apology i deeply apologize if i've offended anyone who has ever eaten and simultaneously enjoyed a burrito what the hashtag hashtag burrito before sex (laughs) really yes okay first of all i'm sure that was all in good fun okay that has to be hopefully because first of all both are amazing in their own right. Uh, it doesn't matter what your preference is. You enjoy you. Stay in your own lane. Second of all, the fact that she needs to do this on Twitter. It's why? hilarious. <laughs> yeah, but. I mean, how can I how can I um, choose between burritos and tacos? I mean, I'm probably just by Mexican. So. By Mexican. <laughs> that's, that's great. <laughs> By Mexican. 
It sounds like something Denise uh, Denise Frausto would say. Sometimes you want a burrito. Sometimes you want a taco. What are you going to do? Have a quesadilla? Quesadilla. Taquito. Here we are talking about food again. <laughs> you and I are not the right people to be talking right now. <laughs> no. And Coop had a headache, so so Jason's out. He's He uh, bowed out after... Th- the intro so um i hope he enjoys listening to this train wreck <laughs> when it goes hope he enjoys live on a podcast uh you know aggregator or itunes yeah go check us out on itunes or staticdistortion.wordpress.com or we're on facebook i think we're on twitter yeah we just don't ever do anything there we don't do anything period we, we make <laughs> no comments about tacos or burritos on twitter no fuck that burritos over tacos <laughs> so in, in pro in, burrito i'm i'm uh i'm a moderate i'm a bi-mexican um <laughs> your kind doesn't want any here i guess so anyways back to um music news um another nice little story from consequence of sound a uh, nice site i like to visit once in a while here um apparently back in the day katie perry was a backup singer and touring member of pod what yeah okay She's, she sang on their 2006 single goodbye for now and um so so basically consequence of sound um who said you know this is back when she was a christian artist recording under her name um katie hudson mm-hmm. before she changed her name to katie perry and so she sang on this song on their album and then apparently she was a touring member so she actually um marcos the guitarist from from pod apparently was really ticked off that they called her a backup singer um because he said um here's his quote this is revisionist history and disrespectful to our girl katie who has never was never a backup singer we invited her to participate on our record and she was and still is one of the few pop artists with strong musicianship roots she paid her dues not as a backup singer but in a van going town to town this is the problem with music journalism today shabby reporting no research no history and then uh they posted a video proof that she was singing backup for them on their tour (laughs) (laughs) She was never a backup singer. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Here she is in the back uh, background singing. Well, I think their point was that that it wasn't like she was just uh, some hired backup singer on an album. She actually did tour with them and rode um, the band and and put in the the hours and and whatnot before she made it big. And now she's a sensation. I love her. I actually think that Katy Perry is a great um, pop musician. Um, I've enjoyed her music. Not her new album. Her new album is kind of mad, but the last album was great. Yeah, my kids really liked Firework, but mostly mm-hmm. because of Glee. Uh, Deftones do a cover of Firework, or they did, at least on tour. Why was that not on one of our covers lists? It's not recorded. It's only live. Okay. Yeah, and speaking of which, uh, in other music news, on the Static and Distortion website, uh, this month in October... We are running each Tuesday. One of the staff members at Static and Distortion is posting their list of their favorite cover songs um, that they think is better than the original. And Jason um, contributed to this idea by saying a cover song is like a musical costume. And with October being the month of Halloween, that's our theme for the month. Um, we're posting every Tuesday. So my, my list is up. Coop's list is up. 
Um, and then I don't remember who's going next week. Is it Val? Yeah. So, Val, so Chanel. I don't know if Jen's doing one. She should. She loves cover songs. So Val, so, Chanel, Jen, then me, I guess. Yeah. So we might have to double up because, you know, there's only so many Tuesdays in a month. But that's the plan. So head on over to staticanddistortion.wordpress.com and take a look at our, our covers project for this month. Also, uh, music news on Static and Distortion. Jason is started his new feature called Altered States. And he just posted a new one up today with um, some songs that uh, put you in an altered state. Uh, none of which are Steely Dan. No, we determined that Steely Dan was not on his list pretty quickly, <laughs> despite some deceptive uh, band names. I'm looking at you, Dan Dinkin. Dan Deacon. And what was it? Um, Steely Gaze or something like that was the other band? I don't remember what it was. No, it was... Um, Dan Deacon did a song called Steely Blues, but it was name Steely Blues right over artist name Dan Deacon. So look, if you read it up and down, Steely Dan. <laughs> so a quick glance, I thought it was Steely Dan. Yeah. <laughs> and then we had a long discussion today on our, our, our ongoing Facebook chat with the, the static staff about, uh, is Steely Dan good? I like them. They're okay. Coop isn't here to say no, so. I mean, they're not my favorite You're band. wrong, Coop. Yeah. So, not my, I'm not going to go out of my way to go see Steely Dan, but yeah, I'll put Steely Dan on from time to time and get down with it. I like them. If Steely Dan closed out Lollapalooza one night, I'd go oh, see them. I'd fucking see them. Yeah. Wait, who's who's uh, co-headlining? Um... um I don't know, dude. I just went blank. I don't. <laughs> Miley Cyrus. I don't know. I might, I might go see Miley Cyrus. You would. <laughs> I would not. Speaking no, of Miley I'd, Cyrus, I'd probably go see Steely Dan. Here, here's a nice segue into my next music news story. Uh, Miley Cyrus and the Flaming Lips are going to play a concert completely in the nude. In the buff. And apparently, it's not an Onion article. <laughs> They're actually going to do that. I've realized on Facebook, but most of the things that people post, you have to double check. They're like, is that an Onion article or is that real? <laughs> yeah. Or is it like Clickhole or something like that? You know, that's, which I, I don't like Clickhole. Those Clickholes over there. <sighs> Fucking Miley. Oh, did you see there's a trailer. The um, Netflix is doing a special called A Very Murray Christmas uh, starring Bill Murray. No. And it's uh, Bill Murray and Paul Schaefer, Miley Cyrus, Phoenix, uh, and then like Amy Poehler, Rashida Jones, uh, who else is in it? Uh, Chris Rock, um, all sorts of comedians and musicians and stuff like that. It's going to come to Netflix sometime in December. Sweet. It'll be interesting. Yeah. I'm trying to think of uh, anything else. Oh, Okay. We have to talk about Taylor Swift somehow. Well, did you read her GQ cover? I got story? like halfway through it and then got busy at work. I, I it took me. I, I started at work, then I left on my lunch break, went to Bona Beef, read half of it there. It was that long. Like I was sitting at lunch eating. Oh, it was a it. good article. Yeah, and then I ended up finishing it um, back at the office. Crazy. We don't have any news per se from her. 
Well, it was just an interesting article, and it's kind of what I I, I alluded to in a, in a blog post I wrote a while back about what if like um, Avril Lavigne had written "Shake It Off." Would we would we even care? It's you know, and my point was that it's it's because it's Taylor Swift and she has artistic integrity, um, and you know, the the article in the GQ cover story is written by one of my favorite authors of all time, Chuck Klosterman, and um, I pretty much will read anything he writes anywhere he writes it, um, but he. Um, he makes some great observations about Taylor. So I, I would definitely recommend it. You know what? We could probably link that up to the website too. Uh, um, yeah. It's a good read. I, like I said, I only got halfway through it and I'm going to have to finish the other half maybe tonight. But it was interesting seeing her in a semi-natural habitat. He just basically rode around with her, asked her questions, get to see some of her life on a daily basis. So, Word. Pretty good. So we, all, we all love T-Swizzle. I'm going to buy that shirt, by the way. We should post a link to that in the blog, too. Yeah. There's a death metal, black metal t-shirt with Taylor Swift's face on it and her lyrics on the back. It's pretty cool. So, um, I don't really have much news. I can do fest news. There's a new festival from the creators of Bonnaroo going on in Florida. Uh, Governor's Ball is filing an official petition or I think taking legal action uh, against Golden Voice, the people who put on Coachella, to stop them from expanding to New York. So Why? Uh, because Gold- Governor's Bar is kind of, oh, excuse me, Governor's Ball has kind of been the like premier New York festival. It's only been around four years, maybe five. And in that short time frame, it's become like one of the go-to festivals to go in the nation up there, you know, right underneath your big three, in my opinion. Well, there's a big five, really. Um, and that's Coachella, Lollapalooza, Bonnaroo, uh, South by Southwest, and then uh, Sasquatch. No, maybe Sasquatch. Um, but those are the big ones that people usually go to. Uh, and Governor's Ball's gotten up there, so... I, I, I want to go to South by Southwest sometime. I wouldn't mind. Uh, Dave's be been, I think, twice. Our friend Dave. He's never been on the podcast, but we talk about him a lot. And Robert and I have gone to some concerts. Several and, shows with him, yes. Yeah. He's a good guy. So, I like so Dave. We, we should get him on sometime, except he has a newborn. So That's the perfect know. reason to get online. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be up at you know 10 o'clock anyways. So. <laughs> and then I'm trying to think of anything else. But I've got nothing, so I think we should just talk about the mighty Moe's. Yes, in Bay, he went back to Moe's death. Yeah, I, I read a, an article about that where he kind of explained. Apparently, he's been going by um, Yasin Bay. Um, oh, since, well, he said on. since. Let's stop. Let's go back. Moe's death. <laughs> Why'd you pick Moe's death? Oh yeah, I guess we should do that. Um, Moe's is my favorite rapper of all time. Plain and simple. <laughs> well, so yeah, so so I got into Mos because of I was originally into Talib Kweli first, and um, when I started listening to Talib Kweli's catalog, this was back when like Get By came out. I forget what that album's called. Um, quality. That's called Quality. Yeah. Yeah. 2002. Yeah. So 2002 was when I heard um, you know Kweli, and uh, was really excited about him. Um, that was also when I was first getting into the roots and, um, you know, saw, saw Questlove doing a drum check and really started getting into hip hop. So, um, was checking out Quali and then, you know, heard the Black Star album, 
So that took it back to the beginning there with with the Black Star album, and um, which was recorded before Moses' first album, I think, came out. But they didn't release it till after it was out. So uh, Black on Both Sides was out in '99, I think. Um, well, I don't know if I have that right because yeah, uh, Black Star. I was thinking for some reason it was recorded in '98, but didn't come out till 2000. Yeah, um, maybe not. Double checking right now. I take it back. Besides, it was re- behind the scenes producer stuff. Clickety clickety click. Clickety clack. Crunchy here. Do 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 do. Yeah, it came out in '98, so I'm, I'm totally wrong on that. <laughs> yeah, it came out in '98. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, anyways, take that, strike that from the record. We'll we'll fix all that in post, right? You'll you'll just you know take that whole part out. Absolutely um, not. <laughs> so so then um, I I actually didn't really listen to Black on Both Sides, um, which was Moses' first album. He only has three albums, um, but it was probably uh, two thousand. I think it was two thousand four when um, his album, The New Danger, came out. So I, I, I started listening to Quality probably in 2003. It, was, it wasn't right when that album came, when Quality came out. It was a little bit later. And um, so then I went to, the first Most Def album I bought was The New Danger in 2004. And that one's got the, you know, the Black Jack Johnson band and um, you know, some more kind of rock riffs and stuff like that. And then I went back to... Um, you know, black on both sides and um and then when the ecstatic came out in 2009 that was one of my favorite albums for pretty much a whole summer you know <laughs> so i, I the, the, i'd say probably i listen to most even more um in all of his collaborations too so i mean dude puts out three albums in you know 16 years but there's so much catalog out there um, you know, doing doing appearances on other artists' tracks. A lot of the early Kanye stuff he was on. Um, he's on a lot of Roots tracks. Mm. Um, you know, on Talib Kweli tracks. You know, everything kind of going back and forth. So that's my that's my starting point for for most. Um, I did a, a Five for Friday a couple of weeks. Well, not even a couple of weeks. Many many months ago, um, where I picked my fav- five favorite skate parts from uh, from skate videos both based on skateboarding and their musical choices so right. keep that in mind uh the first time i got into most def well the, the reason i got into most def is twofold a first time i heard talib kweli was in a skate video where um the stussy team went to puerto rico and they had uh, a reflection eternal track playing in the background and i was like wow that's really good and i went and googled to look or not googled but looked up to live quality and started getting into him so like you to live quality was my gateway into most def and the second reason was like a couple days later after i heard this song i went to my sister and one of her friends amy and i was like have you guys heard of this the reflection of turtle to live quality and amy was like you need to shut your mouth and listen to this album and she put the whole album for me on she already had it I was like, I was like, oh, okay. And so from there, I got into Rockus Records, and I got into the Sound Bombing and the Lyricist Lounge. And Mos Def, as you mentioned, is just all over that shit. Mm-hmm. He is featured and appearing and just 
hands all up in it. And so I remember very uh, explicitly, or very vividly, excuse me, um, were you in band in high school? No. No, I was a band kid. I, I go, pretty much had no friends during band season because I all my friends were in band. So, yeah. Well, all, I was in band and all my friends were in band. And we actually did go to band camp. And so uh, my senior year, which was 2001 to 2002, is when I went to I, – I stole a whole bunch of my sister and Amy's CDs and went to band camp. And I had my CD player. And one of the CDs was in there was – Black on both sides. And I was like, wow, this is fucking amazing. And I even remember I dropped my CD player and I broke the CD, so I had to buy another copy. Um, But, yeah, so just as you, Talib Kweli was actually my gateway. We should do a Talib Kweli episode in the future, too. Um, He was my gateway into Mos Def and then into Black on both sides. And I also remember um, I used to have issues falling asleep unless the TV was on and – uh, one night I had the TV on on MTV just so music was playing in the background and Umi says the the video for the I think it's track 8 off of Black Both Sides came on and it's just him kind of like it was kind of like the cover of I think not the album maybe the album just him kind of standing into the screen um, was was playing I was like wow this is really really great and so that's how I got into it and from there it went into uh, new danger and the ecstatic and everything like that. So, yeah, and I I I remember years ago. It was probably before I even knew you. I I remember posting a, a thing on Facebook that said, "Has anybody ever heard a bad most stuff rhyme?" No, God, no, no. I mean, even if the song stinks, his 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 um lyrics are always on point. Like, there's just... um a YouTube video, and I think it's him, Black Thought. An Eminem doing a cipher just on the street or like a backstage somewhere, just out in an alley or something like that. And like you would think, oh, any cipher, any circle that contains Eminem, the focus is going to be on Eminem. Nope. First and foremost, Black Thought is probably one of the best MCs, hands down, period. But then Mos Def holds his own so well it's amazing I, I gotta find this video and i'll post it to the blog but well and i think i sent you one a while back it was like most deaf dmx um this is like a like bunch a... of rappers you would never put together necessarily but they they were like in a restaurant just at a table and oh, i don't remember that yeah I'll, i'm gonna dig that one up for you and this I'm gonna twist it. DMX between the years of '97 and like 2001 or 2002 was by far and away probably one of the premier rappers and premier freestylers you could probably find uh, on the north uh, on, on the North American continent, or if not in the world. Dude was like he put Jay Z to shame in certain freestyle circles. So the fact that Mos Def can probably hold his own with DMX at that time is really saying something. Well, here, yeah, here's the one. Here's the one I found before. It was it's uh, called the Cipher Part Two. No music. DMX, Big Pun, Cannabis, Most Def, and Forte. Especially with Big Pun there and Cannabis. Yeah. So post that. You got to post that to the blog. I'll post that. (laughs) Um. So yeah, as Shen said, only three albums: Black on Both Sides, released in 1999. Um. Well, the there are actually danger. four. 
because I always leave out um, I always leave out True Magic that came out in 06 because it was like super limited release. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I I I don't even think I've listened to True Magic all the way through. I don't think I've ever listened to it to be honest. <laughs> Let me see here. What's on True Magic? Let's see. Scroll down. Yeah, I've listened to a few of these songs. Not a lot though. Yeah. Um so if we're going to include True Magic then there's four. Um, and he has, are we going to include songs that are like, cause there's also, okay. <laughs> if we're going to get really technical, his first full album that was released ever was most definitely Quilly, our black star, um, you know, them as a group effort. And then he had his solo album, which, which, as you mentioned, was recorded and everything like that. But solo album came out, debuted 1999. Uh, New Danger in 2004. I thought that was like 2002. And then The Ecstatic in 2009. Um, but be- even before then, we almost got a touch on Rockus Records, which was... Rockus Records was kind of like a premier destination for... At this point, I guess you could say I'm, at the time they were indie or under, indie hip-hop artists. Right, yeah. Underground was another thing uh, a big thing especially when i was in high school was rap versus hip-hop what is rap versus what is hip-hop and i mean yeah. even the roots on okplayer.com they had a shirt that said um rap minus lies equals hip-hop yeah <laughs> yeah with a little quest love drawn stick figure and stuff like that and so um that was a big thing for me what is rap versus hip-hop and i, I would always be like oh yeah like uh big l and big pun and uh, most definitely Tulip Quali and Pharaoh Monch and these are all hip hop artists where you got like rap artists that are mainstream and everything like that so Rockus Records was like this breeding ground or this uh, this destination for these hip hop artists like Eminem got kind of not got his start but was heavily featured in the early stages of Rockus Records with Sound Bombing which was just a compilation album and then the Lyricist Lounge which was also a compilation album where they just put all these MCs on and then just put the album out so people can kind of get an understanding of who's who and whatnot. Yeah. So totally. Um, so let's discuss the st- most F style. Cause he, he, he changed it. He it, from album to album, he changes. <laughs> well, yeah, but well, and I'm not even just talking about musically. Cause yeah, definitely musically. Sonically. It changes. Yeah. Sonically it changes. But I, I noticed as I was listening through the play, I, I prepared a playlist for, um, you know, the, for Jason and, and, and Robert to listen to, um, I almost forgot your name there for a second. Don't worry. And I was going to say every single song on that playlist with the exception of, um, the one that wasn't his, the, uh, the black radio song I was intimately familiar with. So <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So it's not like you, not like you need an education on that, but, um, anyways, uh, I, I noticed in, in, especially in some of his older stuff, his flow is, incredible because he'll be right in the middle of a line and he'll just be like pow you know and he'll just throw in some you know bombastic kind of um onomatopoeia something like that yeah where he just he just Ad-libbed. stops and he doesn't even it doesn't even slow him down i mean that and that is a good mc but he he takes it out of just having this you know I don't even know, you know, that just takes it out of this, just spitting, spitting rhymes and, and creates a, 
visual and 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 doesn't just rely on lyrics to do it he relies on where he makes puts a stop in the line where he you know uh where the beat drops all those different things and uses uses the whole song and the whole music i mean most rappers you know if they're good at their jobs <laughs> um if they you know <laughs> if they don't want good they don't want to get their their uh, pink slip from rap incorporated then uh you know they they do creative things like that but he just is is very imaginative and then later in his career um not that he's old or he's in the t- kind of twilight he I mean he's still putting out great stuff but he has a more almost relaxed um um it's almost like more instead of that, that young exuberant um, creativity, it's more of a relaxed um, wisdom maybe to his music, and 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 even in the like the the Robert Glasper um, collaborations or with Black Rock, um, which which was the collaboration with um, uh, the Black Keys and then a, a variety of rappers. Um, you know, his stuff with that is just kind of more laid back, more kind of in the pocket. Um, but I don't know. What do you think? Well, I was going to say the relaxed, uh, through every song he has, or he can, he can exude this feeling of relaxedness. So it's not necessarily relaxed, but wisdom is, I think, the key word there. It's when he's on black on both sides, it's very natural. It's very, uh, his flow is, it comes very natural and very, um, uh, just right off the tongue. It Things just seem to roll right out of his brain, right to his mouth, right to your ear. Whereas in black on both sides, he almost... Like mathematics, for example, and I can put mathematics on. Um, he seems to want to cram all this stuff. That that's that exuberance. That's that that swagger, that bravado that he has as a young MC. That where he has to cram all these thoughts and all these words and all these ideas and 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 everything he wants you to hear into one song. Whereas the wisdom and the the the, the gray hairs that come with age start to show on his later albums where he can back up and he picks and chooses his words and his metaphors a little bit care- more carefully and and you know he gives it a little bit more thought as to what he says and why he says it in order to deliver the same idea that he would have taken 20 words into like seven well and i think that even is reflected in his his persona um as he's as he's um grown in his career too because um you know even just deciding to, to change his name to yasin bay because that's what his friends and family called him he's like hey i'm 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 comfortable with that i'm gonna make it public you know and then um also realizing that you know the name Mostef was his product Mm-hmm. But but who he is 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 this name is who he identifies with, and then I read something else um, in an article about him as I was kind of doing my research and and everything where um, I believe it was his grandfather um, passed, and his grandfather wears a shirt and tie every day, hmm. and so now most wears a shirt and tie every day, and you can even see that reflected in his his fashion um, over the years as he's he's becoming a you know, he wears um, distinguished clothes, and he he has this aura of um, wisdom, and 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 um, you know, not not like I said, not that he's old. He's not that that much older than us. You know, ten fifteen years, but um, just uh, 
interesting to to watch that progression um, while still staying hot because <laughs> there's a lot of guys that just kind of fizzle and, and become almost like a, a legacy act in, in hip hop and they, yeah. they get um, he's innovating still um, the other thing I was going to say is you know innovating and still being uh, a relevant figure in hip hop music um, he just as Talib Kweli was a gateway to Mos Def Mos Def was a gateway to all of that other albums and stuff that I've mentioned from Rockus Records and everything like that, Dead Prez and Pharaoh Monk and everything like that. Uh, Mos Def was one of the early proponents of a, a young Mr. West, a young yeah. Mr. Kanye West. <laughs> like he could see the vision of of Kanye and not just that he was a producer, that he was a rapper to the point where I think it was – not because as of lately, Kanye has been doing his own thing and trying to align himself with younger artists, um, which we like, can get like back into. Chop. Yeah, did you see that <laughs> Young Chop video? I did. <laughs> that was the first time I'd ever heard of Young Chop. Actually, so for those who video. don't know what we're talking about, Young Chop, a, a, a young Chicago uh, drill music producer, who his his claim to fame. I mean, he's a he's actually a, a really good producer. He makes in my opinion really interesting beats but his his we're gonna stick a pin in most def for now um his claim to fame was he was one of the early producers that worked with a young mr chief keef which if you've listened to the podcast in the past you know i we hate chief keef i cannot stand this motherfucker <sighs> he's, he's he's the worst he's so like untalented <laughs> so i brought it up a while back like does chief keef even exist if i've never heard of him and like i've never heard any of his music and and i think we talked do we talk about this on the podcast or we talk about we that did. in the chat where, where i was just I like just... i've never heard a note of him but i just could tell i wouldn't want to and so last night i actually listened to chief keef on purpose and I was just in sh- almost in shock of how terrible it was. And Robert's like, have you not listened to me over the last few months of how much I've said it's just total crap? Like, you can't appreciate it until you hear it. The first <laughs> time terrible. I heard Chief Keef was, I want to say, two years ago, if not three years ago. And it was this big breakout single, Don't I, I Don't Like. Yeah, that was the first song I heard of his. And I yeah, that, that's his big him. breakout single. And... Um, that is the epitome of what um, there's a subsect of hip hop, but not even hip hop. There's a subsect of rap music called drill music, and it's very specific to Chicago, and it's very indicative of the Chicago lifestyle of of death and money and drugs. And you could say, well, a lot of hip hop and rap is about death, money, and drugs. No, you have to actually listen to this to understand what these kids are living through and going through every single day the chicago drill scene on the uh, as a whole is not something to actually be messed with there is some sort of weird art style or weird sure real life thing going on here that people should take serious it's just like you know i liken it to when when uh, West Coast rap came out and Compton, yes. you know, like that type of thing, where it's a cultural iconic thing. It might not be it might not be something you understand, but it's coming out of a real place. 
Yes. However, I still hate Chief. Hate Chief Keef. <laughs> and then that's what I was. That was a hundred percent what I was going to get to. Chief Keith is at the forefront of this, and he's probably one of the worst artists out of all of it. The reason he is at the forefront, he's the first person to really come out in public and to do it. And he brought all of his friends with him. Now, here's the thing: his friends are way more talented than he is. Little Dirk, Little Reese. Uh, there, there's a whole subsect of these rappers. From Chicago Southside, from the Lamron gang and the 300 gang and all those stuff, there's a great multi-entry uh, documentary called um, Chirac on the Noisy website that I highly recommend people watch. Uh, and it, it showcases everything and it goes through all these artists and blah, 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 blah. But going back to Young Chop, the reason this whole got started um young chop recently went on instagram calling out kanye west because we were talking about most after kanye west and young chop blah 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 saying that kanye west has uh, gotten to the point in his career where he just finds young artists that have something new and interesting to offer and then he just leeches off of them and makes them write songs for him or produce beats for him or somehow make him relevant in today's youthful society and then he doesn't give anything back he doesn't really put them on he doesn't offer anything in return for all their hard work which sucks because you know that's how kanye came up was his hard work and you know, putting in all that time making beats, trying to get on people's records, and and being that young producer. Um, I mean, that's how Kanye got came up. That's how he, you know, got up with, um, you know, <laughs> Talib Kweli. You know, and, and, yeah, so and, yeah, and Kanye Mose started and, and all by guys. ghost producing for uh, D Dot, this yep. uh, Chicago producer, and. Um, uh, he knew all these industry contacts within Chicago, and that's how he got put on with like Jay Z. And he had a, a beat that he was doing for DMX, and a beat that he was doing for the game, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so that's how he came up. But here's my question for you, because you, I mean, you just brought up a very good point. That's how Chicago. Uh, that's how um, Kanye West came up by ghost producing and grinding. And he, and if you go back and listen to his first album, we even have a whole podcast dedicated for it, where we just go through his whole first album. Um, he talks about all the hard work and all the late days and late nights that he put in, and that he basically lived in the studio because he went through it. Do you think he gives him the right to do it to other young artists now? No. So that means Young Chop has a has you know his statements are warranted. I would, I would agree with young chop in this case, but, um, not to diminish Kanye, you know, I don't know this, the, the whole story, but you know, if, if, if it's true, um, that's kind of shitty. <laughs> it's kind of shitty, um, but at the same time, as you brought up, that's what Kanye went through. So Kanye's like, I've paid my dues. I got to where I am. Now I could turn around and do it to other people. Yeah, that's I don't know. That's just not my style, though. But yeah. whatever. But I, I, one of my friends knew Kanye back when he was, you know, a nobody working an office job doing, you know, these beats and and trying to get on records and stuff. And you know, it, he pretty much just said he's like, I've this guy was was basically like nobody nobody was even in his league in how this guy thought. You know how Kanye how his thought processes worked, his ambition, all this kind of thing. So, I mean, not to say that he didn't work hard. Um, obviously, he worked his tail off to get to where he is. And, you know, we'll see if we're talking about Young Chop in, in 15 years. I don't True. know. So. And just to kind of button this up with that last comment, I think we actually 
will be seeing Young Chop 15 years from now because going back to the whole drill scene, they're all about getting as much money as possible and doing drugs and violence. And once again, I highly recommend if anybody listening to this, please go to the Noisy website. I think it's just, uh, I think it's vice.noisy.com or just search Google Noisy Chirac documentary. And there, I think there's like 10 or 12 entries. Um, about 15 to 20 minutes each. Um, he, it's very well documented how these kids growing up in Southside live their lives and what they face on a daily basis. But uh, Young Chop, no record, no drugs, doesn't drink. All he does is produce beats. And he says that he wants to be doing it for as long as he possibly can and meet as many people as he possibly can. So all of the friends and all the people that he know go out there and they gangbang and everything like that. He doesn't want to do that because he already knows. He's like thinking 15 years in the future about where he wants to be with his life. So That's awesome, actually. Yeah, it's really cool to hear this guy talk. I just got a whole lot more respect for this Exactly. I'm like, literally, who's Young Chop? Yesterday, that was me. Who's Young Chop? And I'm like, I kind of like this dude. He's all right. Yeah, it's it's actually really interesting to hear him talking about uh, how he got into it because he was just like a he didn't want to go outside because of all the violence and everything like that. So he just stayed inside and started producing beats and then put his friends on. Yeah, that's cool. So most F. I have candy corn. Oh, candy corn break. I forgot about that. So I just like I muted myself for five seconds so you didn't hear this. <laughs> Our standards on this show are just so low. Plummeting. <laughs> we, Jason quits in the middle of the show. You and I are clearly drunk. Your your um, my triscuits just, eating was horrible. Triscuits and your crazy window and yeah, I, I'm glad I remembered all that. <laughs> Tell the people what you're drinking. It was actually sounded pretty tasty. All right, so I, I just have this weird collection of liquor right now. So I have dark rum, I have light rum or white rum. I have. Uh, Why gotta be white rum, huh? I said I had dark rum too. Why gotta be dark? Why can't it be black rum? I'm just giving you a hard time. Hey man, I I already <laughs> I already towed the line between tacos and burritos. Don't make me do this about <laughs> about rum. <laughs> Right, Sorry. So I had, so I had those two choices in rum. I had um, the olive and rosemary um, absolute vodka. That sounds horrible. I have not even opened it. Okay. It's, I mean, it's been in there. It's it. My wife bought it because it has a Chicago skyline. It was like a Chicago exclusive one. Olive but either and would, rosemary. Yeah, green like olive and rosemary is what Ugh. the the flavor is. So. Um, it's been in our cupboard for about two years, and neither one of us want to open it. So, <laughs> uh, but it's pretty. Give it's it cool. to Chris Park; he'll open it and drink it. I'll probably drink it at some point. But <laughs> so I had that. I had a little bit of gin left. Um, I have scotch and I have um, uh, bourbon, and I had orange triple sack. <laughs> <laughs> So I looked up some recipes, and it, it, it was called a bourbon sidecar. It calls for uh, an, an ounce and a half of, um, or, or no, one ounce of um, triple sack, one ounce uh, or two ounces of bourbon, and then um, lemon juice. Well, I didn't have all those things, so I, I did <laughs> um, a shot and a half of bourbon, um, one shot of orange triple sack. 
and then I squeezed a lime, like a quarter of a lime, um, in the drink, and it was quite powerful. And it was actually pretty tasty to, because the the rum I have, or not the rum, I'm sorry, the uh, bourbon I have is it's from Trader Joe's, um, <laughs> and it has a great flavor and a horrible finish. Ugh. Um, I mean, you, you taste it, and you're like, oh, this is really good. Oh shit. <laughs> my face is on fire um so so i always have to cut it with something i can't just drink it straight um sometimes when i drink it on the on the podcast i i i will just add water because yeah. it's gotta it's gotta be diluted a bit but um this was a good way to you know between the orange triple suck and the um the uh lime it gave it a little citrus flavor and it really took the edge off the, the bourbon but man was it it was powerful what kind of wine were you drinking um well I should say this. Randy, my wife, is uh, pregnant with our second child due hey. in January. So when we had uh, a party not too long ago, uh, we go to Myers and we get the Gato Negro wine, which is three bottles for $12. So we can drink in style. And uh, I am the only person in my house at this current moment that drinks. So we had a completely unopened bottle of wine of a Cabernet Sauvignon from Gato Negro. It's a 2014. Mm-hmm. Mm, and um, and so instead yeah, of... That was a good year. Yeah, it was all right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was a good year. Um, instead of being a normal human being and drinking my wine out of a mug, um, I just drank it straight out of the bottle. So I started drinking it sometime this past weekend, and then tonight I was like, oh, it's podcast night. I should drink a little bit. And there was probably about two-thirds of the bottle left, and I finished it. Yay. Right out of the bottle. So. I'll sleep good tonight. Oh, I'm going to sleep fantastic. I'm going to send Shen a picture of me drinking. Well, no, it's the bottle's empty now. I have no more booze. So you'll be, like, just acting it out. I'm just going to be me. I don't know what's going on. Mo's deaf. Yeah. Do we have anything more to talk about? Uh, Black on Both Sides is absolutely fantastic, and I think it's probably his best album. Um, the New Danger, he completely goes in a different direction. Uh, harder, more rock and roll influenced. At this point, I think he was trying to start a band called Black Jack Johnson, and you will hear uh, a lot of references to Black Jack Johnson, and you will actually hear a lot of his tracks include uh, an actual backing band. Yeah. Um, a and... very different tone, uh, especially tracks like, excuse me, uh, Sex, Love, and Money, and uh, Zim Zim Dalabim. Zim's Alabama is that one just is it, like and that's the other thing about most because he's he's such a respected um you know he's like I said even in his younger stuff he his lyrics are clever and wise and usually have some sort of a, a um you know social uh message or something but dude you listen to Zim's Alabama he comes hard man like there's some fierce lyrics in, in some of these songs that just come off so cool because it's most stuff. Yeah. You know, you don't necessarily think of him as this like hard gangster kind of guy and he's not really a gangster kind of guy at all, but man, you know, he, it, it's like, um, extreme confidence. Um, you know that, I mean, Zim's album is the one that just knocks my socks off from, from the new danger. 
um, a close edge. We started the show with that one. That's on that album too. And I've, I've always liked that track. Um, but then even, um, his song, uh, um, ghetto rock, mm. like it's just, it's just got this cool vibe to it. And he just has this, he's just laid back in it. Um, but again, it's just, it's just got this, uh, I don't know. There's one song that is on, I don't know if it's the deluxe edition or if it's just not on Spotify or what. Um, it's on the official track listing. I confirmed it because I looked over your list and I'm like, oh, I'm kind of sad he didn't put this on there. But then I was like, I, I searched for it for myself to listen to it and it wasn't on Spotify. It's called Rape Over. Yes. Yes. And I was like, I really wish you would have put that on there. That's on the track list, but yeah, it's not on Spotify for some reason. Yeah. So. so Rape Over is basically most dev, you know, not even no care to the world. It completely rips off Jay Z's The Takeover beat, where he, um, originally Jay Z ethered Nas, and that's a whole other story we can go into in some other time. Um, but he takes Jay Z's Takeover beat, and then he just does like a, it's like a minute and a half only. It's a, it's almost like a skit. Yeah, uh, and just completely destroys and trashes corporate America in revela- or in uh, relation to uh, hip hop and how the two uh, entities are connected, where corporate uh, corporations find hip hop artists to sell their wares and make them tons of money, and then hip hop artists basically pimp themselves in order to get as much money as possible as while they're young as possible, and they'll do anything they can that's possible to do this. So it's a um, really interesting song. It's only like a minute and twenty seven seconds, if I think so. Um, if you get a chance, go listen to that. Yeah, that that's good. Um, what's your take on um, the ecstatic? He's mixing. It's it's almost he's almost sounds like he's trying to mix the hip hop awareness and or not the hip hop awareness but the hip hop um, stylings of black and both sides with some of the harder edge um, m- music from the new danger and he created this weird kind of futuristic harder edged hip hop well but yeah not, but not like not like get turned up and get excited just. There's, I'm trying to think of a way to describe it, like almost like an industrial hip hop without not being industrial. But there's, yeah, there's still some like warmth in there. But then there's also just this, we- like some of the mixes are just weird. Yeah, you know. But but they're it's cool. But I I would venture to say there's not another hip hop album that sounds like the Ecstatic. No, at all. And I but, think the Ecstatic has is it has the beat. Yeah, Twilight Speedball. Yep, I love that beat. That beat is fantastic. Um, that whole album is actually really good. Casa Bay is a really great song too. It has so a it's great a closing song. song on the album, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, the other one that I like on actually, it's my favorite most song of all time is mm. on on the ecstatic Pistola. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that just lyrically, I mean, I'm getting chills thinking about it. I've literally. Do you want to play I, a little I, bit it, right now? Yeah, play. Um, yeah. The you second to, verse, um, I don't know if you can even figure out where you are. Uh, here, so. how about this? I'll turn it on and I'll just go to like a minute and 15 seconds. Go for it, man. All right. Here's Pistola from Mos Def off of the album The Ecstatic. Forgive me, forgive me, and forget me. Make a brand new song. 
friends start rewriting your right to say goodbye. I know, I know, and you know that I know, you know that love is dangerous. If you are to fall in love, then where should you stand to begin with? And when the fall is done, how bad should you plan to get injured? And if you land on your feet, do it count as a fall or a jump? And do it feel like a fall when the hands that push you were holding you up? Close encounter got your body open. Heartache got your boombox going. Music and vocals lonely and soulful. You back at the scene where your sweet dreams hold you. Believe me when I tell you, I never All right, before we even continue, going back to an earlier thing we brought up, you know, about wisdom and age and his lyrical delivery. So that's off his last album, 2009, that he released. I'm going to go back to his first album. uh, And I mentioned a song earlier, Mathematics. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm going to play a little bit of that so you can just kind of hear the difference between early most. That was was late most, Pistola, off his last album, early most, where he kind of crams a whole bunch of thoughts and uh, ideas and just throws them at you uh, in quick succession. So um, this is mathematics off of black both sides for most deaf. Beast by Supremo for all of my people, Negroes and Latinos, and even the gringos. Yo, check it, one for Charlie Hustle, two for Steady Rock, three for the four coming live, future shock. It's five dimensions, six senses, seven from a mess of heaven to hell, eight million stories to tell. Nine planets faithfully keep an orbit with the probable tenth. The universe expands length, the body of my tax possess extra strength. Power lift the powerless up out of this towering inferno. My ink so hot it burned through the journal. I'm black at midnight on Broadway, a myrtle. Hip hop past all your tall social hurdles like the nationwide Projects, prison industry complex, working class poor, better keep your alarm set. Streets too loud to ever hear freedom ring. Say it back in when you sleep. It's dangerous to dream. But- like, there's almost you can hear it where he chooses and delivers um, with this deliberate uh, purpose. Just he wants to aim directly at the point that he wants to get across. Whereas in the first one, he's trying to like machine gun it and cover as many topics and as many things and as many ideas as quickly as possible. So yeah, and with Pistola, like the, that song um, is that one. Um, I don't think another hip hop song's ever quite moved me like that one, hmm. um, where it's using that war and bang bang shoot 'em up as the metaphor for like a relationship, and then in the second verse. Um, the lyrics um if you want to fall in love then where should you stand to begin with and when the fall is done how bad should you plan to get injured and if you land on your feet does it count as a fall or a jump and do you feel like a does it feel like a fall when the hands that pushed you were holding you up like whoa that that those lines blew my mind the first time i heard them um i don't even know how somebody could think that up you know like that that's just that one blows me away and i still i listen to that one a lot <laughs> all right what are we giving them oh dude nine dinosaur juniors yeah I'm, i'll probably give them i want to say eight and a half uh but i'll probably give them a nine as well that's an average of nine and who knows what jason would have given him but you know he probably would have given him seven 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 <laughs> dinosaur juniors We'll give it to. We'll give them seven dinosaur juniors in absentia. Here, <laughs> so, um, 
we're starting this whole new thing where at the end of each episode, we're going to tell you who's next week or two weeks from now. Um, so it's Jason's pick. And he actually told us before we started, we're doing fish. We're doing, that's like his baby. That's like his, that's his child. He's just ripping the bandaid off, man. This, he's this new gig. Fucking you know. jumping right in. Who did he pick last time? Um, who did he pick? Has he picked anybody yet? He's picked one person. Who I can't remember pick? who it was. I don't remember what shows we've done. Who picked Dave Matthews? Jen. Ugh. So wait, so so Jason has done the he started on the Grateful Dead show. That was his first his first show. That was my pick. And then he did what was this the next week? Well, there's this website called Static and Distortion. WordPress.com. Uh let me find out. Clickety clack. We do our show prep during the show. That's how yeah. we roll here. We're human Low beings. Standards. Don't judge me. Just do your own thing. I'll do my own thing. I'll live my life how I want to. I'll... It's not loading. My internet sucks. <laughs> With your... All right. I'm looking it up. Hold on. Hold on. We gotta there it goes. Figure this out. No. All right. So, oh, was it Sufjan or was that me? Who uh, picked Sufjan? I think he picked Sufjan. No, no. I think he suggested it, but I went with it. So, all right. So his first his first episode was Grateful Dead. Then I picked Derek Webb, and then we did Jen's Dave Matthews Band. No, Sufjan was his pick. Yeah, it's back to him. Anyway, we're doing fish. Yeah, we're doing fish. So, fish, fish. Um, he's gonna have a lot to say about that that show. Yeah, I and I'm probably not gonna have a lot. You know who I'm thinking about him. picking for my next pick? Who? Uh, I decided I'm gonna go with someone that I'm actually not familiar with. Someone that I've been meaning to get into, uh, and I'm gonna use this as an excuse to listen to more of their music and hopefully discover something about them or myself. I think I'm gonna pick Moby. Hey, I like Moby. Yeah. I I, I remember because I'm in a constant Facebook chat with Jen and Lisa. Um, I've seen Le- pictures of that. It Lisa, who's funny. not affiliated with the podcast, but is, is a fan, I guess. And then, of course, we all know Jen. Um, fucking Jen. Fucking Jen. Come on. Fucking She's in- Jen. Anyways, um, she uh, – I, I remember just – stating in that chat one time out of the blue um i don't know if you guys know this but i'm i'm a kind of a moby fan (laughs) (laughs) my name is john and i like moby (laughs) kind of a moby fan yeah so i i'd be down for that because i don't know a whole lot of his catalog actually i just i know i i kind of pick up with him for a while and i drop off and i miss a couple albums and i come back and like his last album that came out a year and a half or two years ago was was pretty good um but then anything you know the last five years before that i haven't really listened to so yeah as i mentioned earlier we were watching my wife and i were watching the born movies and he does he had that song primary song i guess from the 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 trailers or whatever it is or the end credits um so i was like oh that's a really good song and i know it's moby but i don't know much else from moby and um the only other songs i knew from moby is one he did with gwen stefani because yeah i love gwen stefani not as much as chanel but she's very attractive and um 
And he had a song in another skate video that I really dug that uh, I was like, I really like the song, so, but I don't know much of it. Oh, didn't, he, didn't he do the Christopher Walken dance one? Or is it no, else? that was Fatboy Slim, dude. That's who it was. Okay. Get your, get your, your... My mid-90s house music? Yeah, get your mid-90s house music right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I figured maybe do Moby and catch up on him and see what's going on there. That's that's a good one. So so now, our listeners, thank you for listening. Um, you now know what our next two podcasts are going to be. So when yep. they will be is a whole other question. <laughs> yeah, when? Because it, 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 let's 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 break the fourth wall here a little bit. Um, it, there's there's some weeks where we're all like, yeah, we're recording tonight, and then it's you know an hour before the show. Oh, I can't do it. Um, you know, my toe hurts, or you know. Um, my uh, internet went out or Robert's got work or, or, you know, yeah. my computer's not working. You know, there, the, the biggest one we ever had was the Dave Matthews cast where, um, my internet wasn't working. Jason's computer literally would not turn on. Um, and Jen couldn't find her headphones or her microphone. <laughs> And literally five minutes before, yeah. So then, magically, my internet came up. Jason's computer started. He'd put Windows 10 on it, so it was Mm. being stupid. And then Jen was like, "I'll just call on Skype from my phone," and and that's how we did it. And it sounded professional, (laughs) as professional as we get here. We are the best ever. So, So, anything else to tag on here? What have you been listening to? Uh, Let me pull up my Spotify. I'm I'm getting into um, year end mode. So me too. A lot of what I've been listening to is feeling stuff out, trying to figure out if it's good stuff. Um, I will say this though. So about a month and a half ago, for work, I took a trip for uh, out to Reno, and on Southwest Airlines, they actually have a little partnership going on with Apple Music, where you can stream three songs for free from Apple. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Let me check it out. I pull up Apple Music. Whoever does their curation of their their playlist, just absolutely wonderful job they're doing over there. Because I'm going through their playlists and there's they're making connections and putting groups of songs together that I would have never thought of or that I would never heard of. But the problem I ran into is I can only get three songs. So what do I do? I start taking screen grabs of every single playlist that seems interesting to me. (laughs) And uh, recently I've been going through, you know, doing maybe one to two a day and recreating these playlists as uh, I can, as applicable in Spotify. So I have, what is it? One, two, three, four, five, six playlists created underneath a folder on my Spotify called News southwest airlines playlists and um i've been going through those so van morrison was one dedicated directly to van morrison there's a new jack swing playlist there's a house music playlist there's a funk playlist um so i've been listening to a lot of random shit trying to make these lists together and then i'm gonna start sharing them with people so nice I've been listening to, uh, and I've shared it with the uh, the staff here at Static yes, and Distortion, Malblum. Malblum, yeah. yeah. That I mean, just I really dig this album. I think it's their fourth album. 
Um, but yeah, I, I, I dig it a lot. Just kind of this, I don't know. How would you describe the I music? haven't listened to it yet. I just know that you are ranting and raving over how fantastic this album is. And Jason liked it too. So there's that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so that, that, listen to that. Um, St. Vincent has a new song and I don't know how new it is. It's, it's, it was released in 2015 called Teenage Talk. Um, I just heard it over the weekend, um, for the first time and I'm just addicted to it. It's, it's really good. And, and I'm kind of hit and miss with St. Vincent. I, I, I like her, um, wow, two St. Vincent references in one podcast. Um, burritos. Um, <laughs> I, I, uh, I really like it. So I've been listening to that. And then <laughs> there was one other, Oh, the new Odyssey album that's, oh. that came out this year. I, I've been listening to that pretty heavily and it's really good. I really like Odyssey. So Def Heaven has a new album. That's that. I haven't listened to it. Not as good as Sunbather, but still really good. I haven't. I started listening to it the other night and literally got about five seconds into a song, and one of the kids got up, and I never went back to it. Yeah. So I, I I need to give that one a listen because I really loved um, the Sunbather. the other house or the other Sunbather the other house Dream House was the song Sunbather yeah. was the album yeah yeah Sunbather from start to finish was actually just an amazing album um, the the new one. I couldn't even tell you the name right now. Um, not as good as Sunbather, but still better than most of the music that I've heard this year. So, Cool. Uh, yeah, and that's about everything. So next week, we should have Coop back with us. Uh, we'll be doing a fish episode. We're going to post this sometime in the next couple of days. I don't know. I've been feeling lazy lately. Uh, we'll add Shen's playlist to the post and... I think we mentioned like four or five things that we need to link. There's that cipher. Yeah, we'll, there's the Taylor we'll Swift get on that. So we'll figure stuff out. We'll get it posted. I'm so. not going to remember any of this. Yeah, me either. Yeah. <sighs> so, but yeah, check out our website at staticanddistortion.wordpress.com. Um, you can find the podcast on iTunes. Hopefully, that's maybe where you already found it if you're listening to us right now. Um, you can put. Play it through our site, or you can also stream it through your favorite podcast app on um, your Android or iTunes, iTunes, iPhone. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm done. That's the thing. That's it. <laughs> You've named <The> things. <laughs> so uh, I, I said, I said words, and they were close. They, they formed a semblance of a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for static and distortion, right, so static. I am, I am uh, Carol. I'm I'm Jason and Chris <laughs> and Chris. I'm you both, both Jason and Chris, and uh, I hope you enjoy the rest of your evening. Uh, go fuck yourself, San Diego. <laughs> you can find the Static Podcast on the iTunes Music Store or at staticanddistortion.wordpress.com. Like us on Facebook at Static and Distortion. And follow us on Twitter at Static Distort.